everybody. This is Bill Cameron from The Drive. Podcasts of The Drive are presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, now hiring for great-paying skilled trade positions. Call 334-209-6355 to learn more. Thanks for listening. Hell, the semester's you, about to start. You can't get there, and some bollards have been uh, reinstalled. Right, and you know, and, and every every Just sing- at a place where I wasn't expecting them when I was on the way into work. Right, cl- cleaning, those, cleaning those boards off today with Gabe, Bill. It's a reminder, every single job matters, right? Every, you know, in, 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 uh, in yeah. places like that. I mean, no, nothing's too small, and no detail. you did detail. such a good job. That Gabe has you down to do that every day now. That's right. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna Dan treat the Dan uh, is the board Dan the board man. You know what? I think the uh, That's what we're gonna tell all the professors. You see that big guy right there? Yeah, that he's your man. That that chemical we use feels uh, it, you know it's it smells kind of strong. So I would worry about I would worry about working around it every single day without a hazmat suit or something. Uh, but it worked. You're, you're tougher. Than <laughs> all right, that. Well, we'll you don't need that. Yeah. All right, well, and, you I know, mean, they, look, you know, you're, you're, you're you're already a, a little off. I feel I'm like a lot. Like, I feel like. <laughs> A lot of people working a lot of dangerous jobs have been told that over sure. the years. That's right. I'm telling you that. It's terrible advice right. then, too. Yeah, right, but, know, but no, it's just it's it's uh it does definitely feel like the semester is just around the corner, and that's because Bill. It is. It is. Sorry. Yeah. So I know, Tuesday. First I know day it of feels. Classes. I know it feels like we were talking about the start of summer vacation very recently, yeah. right? Like, it, and and yet. Uh, yeah, here we are. It's uh, it, it it is hey, it is the I last just, weekend before. I just got an email. Now this 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 doesn't apply to um, now most people aren't even going to know what I'm talking about, but the people who do this, I, I I I am not happy with their timing. Just a reminder: spring classes will be available Monday to start building and editing in Banner for schedule builders because. Nobody has anything to do at this time of year. So there, you know how many yeah. classes I have moved, removed, shuffled, yeah, for, moved around mm-hmm. today, and now uh, I'm supposed to be paying attention as we get ready for spring. You know, maybe get me into the fall a little bit, but I mean, I understand because a lot of people, they go ahead and set things, and then, hey, it's on autopilot. The problem is we're the... We're the uh, we're, we're 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 the the engine. Here's what I would say for, for folks for folks who don't and we and we got a lot of business to get to. Yeah, and, we and, we'll, and we yeah, will. And we have a lot have, of audio. I'll too, tell you, yeah, course. we got a ton of and and good stuff. We've talked to all the assistant coaches the last uh, couple of days, and uh, we we learned some uh, some really interesting stuff. So we'll we'll try to provide some context and and, and let you hear some of the. What did we already run? We ran Cadillac and Ike, I think in. Uh, in the yeah, second that's all, hour, I think that's um, on that Wednesday. All we, ran. we didn't run anything yesterday because we no, had Justin no. and, and, so, Dave, and David. So all Paschal. defensive coaches yesterday, and uh, uh, two of the offensive coaches. Right. So we'll we, uh, still, we'll we still have. We'll see if we can run. I, th- I thought uh, Zach Etheridge was wonderful uh, yesterday. It was very. We, we both have, I think, very long mm-hmm. audio clips of Zach Etheridge. Oh, I, it was, I have a longer one. Yeah. It was tough to. Mine was still recording when you went over there. Yeah. It was tough to. Uh, it was tough to, to uh, pull so away, from, want, pull away it, from know, that table. He, if, he was if we great. We want a, a quarter of the show devoted to Zach. We could do it. You know what though? I think we have folks that would like to hear from Zach oh, Etheridge I, I in, our, in our audience, and and Zach got some really good questions, and and I love that format. I wish. I mean, I don't want to get greedy. Um, that would be that would be a cool thing to do. When do they do it? Twice a year with yes. the with the assistant yeah. with, with the assistant. Maybe maybe twice a year is enough. Well, maybe um, three times. Maybe I mean, three times. Sometimes for a bowl, but I mean generally one once during spring practice, once in fall. Practice. And I understand it's probably not going to happen uh, during the season, not once the season or, or, or anything going, no. like that. But it's uh, no, it's it's just it's great to get 
uh, some insight from uh, from the position coaches about where things stand, and and you know some of them are playing it a little bit coy, or they don't want to be uh, they don't want to single out guys and, and give everyone give anyone uh, too too much of a uh, a confidence boost and, and and let anyone feel like they're they're comfortably where they need to be right. on the depth chart or anything. But I think they've got it made. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought there was well, didn't didn't a couple of the coaches talk about? Uh, Comfort being the enemy, right, or, or complacency sort of complacency. setting in when, oh, when, yes. when things, uh, yeah, when, when things like that can happen. I mean, I, I know for a fact Brad Bedell was talking about uh, John Samuel just because you had what was probably the best season ever by an Auburn tight end, right, by the by the numbers mm-hmm. oh, or statistically not even close, right. So I mean, coming off of that, you might think you're as, I mean, you, you just had a record-setting season for your position at your school. You might. Uh, you, you might be the starter. Like you might feel like your mentality is, you know, no matter what, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to start, and that's, uh, you know, with in a in a room like that. Not that John Samuel Schenker is going to get that mindset or anything, but Brad Bedell talked about how you can't, uh, you know, it's it's not an option when there's this much competition and this much talent. Right. Or that, you will that's, be... that's the thing that the, that Auburn that a lot of the coaches have going for them is there is legitimate, genuine competition available. So if somebody is, you know, taking a day off. Somebody, another player has a chance to step up, and the guys that are, you know, the guys that could be comfortable on the depth chart and know that they're going to play this fall happen to be, you know, hardwired competitors, right? And guys that aren't going to get comfortable. That's why they are where they are on the depth chart, and that's why they're another thing we keep hearing about from the coaches. We kept hearing about the last couple of days was the upperclassmen leadership. Cadillac singled it out. Zach Etheridge singled it out. Uh, I mean, it was uh, it was it was Christian Robinson talked about uh, the older players uh, leading the, uh, the the younger players along and showing them the, uh, the the right way to do things. So yeah, I thought that was uh, uh, it, it. It is interesting how it, it does feel like Auburn has upperclassmen at key spots that are you know they they seem to be the hard you know as as working just as hard in what we can see right, Bill as. The uh, as 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 the younger players fighting for time and and a spot on the depth chart. Well, yeah, most of those guys are the guys that didn't have to come back, and that's and that's why. I mean, so if you didn't have to come back, there's really it's it's hard to imagine. Well, I don't have to be back. I could either move on to something else or try to move on to the NFL. But no, I'll just cruise and come back. No, that's that's not their mindset at all. And you, I mean, you don't know what's going to happen this fall and you don't know what would have happened in the transfer portal if a lot of those guys had decided that they didn't want to play another year of Auburn football they, they, most of those guys well I, I'm trying to think of any of those guys that we've talked about that wouldn't have been very hotly oh, sought after oh no what, what I'm saying is you don't know what Auburn would have brought in oh, yeah, you know had any right. had any of those guys left to you know to try to, to try to replace them but it does seem like whatever uh, what what success Auburn could have this year, a big reason why is because those guys decided to play another year of Auburn football. They've got some really important upperclassmen, uh, in, including guys that are taking a COVID year, uh, to play a final year of college football. They've got some guys and, and other guys that will probably be in the NFL draft uh, next year, and uh, some of them could go uh, uh, pretty early in the draft, depending on how this uh, this upcoming season goes. But, yeah, that, that's a, you know, a, re- a, reason to think, <clears throat> a reason to think this team could do well is the uh, you know is, is is what they were able to bring back and how those guys have looked uh, this uh, this fall. So we'll let you hear some audio as we move along. We'll also be keeping an eye out. Uh, Lochapoka's J.C. Hart uh, is is uh, scheduled to make his announcement of his college Ooh. choice at five today. 
So we'll uh, we'll update you on that when that happens. Love to hear from you. We're just getting underway. Hour number one of the drive brought to you as usual by our friends at Kia of Auburn on South College and KiaofAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. Also the sponsor of our hotline where you can join us on the uh, on the phone. Give us a call, 334-321. 1390. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840, on the drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. And so with uh, with, with that, we, uh, we, we'll we jump in. Let's see, uh, Auburn, on the eve of its first scrimmage, a lot of schools, you know, will be scrimmaging tomorrow, and fall camp is underway just about everywhere. And this will be a big one for uh, for just about every school. I can't imagine anywhere where, oh, they're just doing it to... Uh, for the, for the fun of it. My question for you, Bill, mm-hmm. after a week or so of, uh, we, we've gotten to see about a week's worth of, of practice, a couple minutes uh, each, each time. We've heard things from players and coaches. How has the Bill Cameron depth chart changed from where it was, I don't know, like last Thursday? And where do you think things could change between now and the starting lineup for the Mercer game? Uh, the big, well, I mean, the only changes... Two questions, but you can start... Well, yeah, no, I what, mean, yeah. I haven't had any huge changes from from last Thursday. The The biggest change has probably been Cam Stutz to, to first team right now. I had him second behind Brandon Council. I mean, that still could happen. Uh, I have not changed a lot of the starters on the depth chart. What I always do, though, is I'll put freshmen at the bottom of the depth chart and a lot of those freshmen have moved up the depth chart i mean we see quite a few freshmen at uh, the number two spots i don't know about quite a few but uh, camden a few, brown camden brown is definitely at the at the at a number two jd rim spot is it a, is it a number two spot is yeah it? jd is I, well i had him at the number two because i only had two nickels but that's what i mean but he's still i mean jd yeah. rim would count as somebody who's uh, let me see any other freshmen that I have. Safeties? Uh, no, not, not, well, uh, no. No, those are, you got, you um, have young guys, but not safe. Young guys, right. I have, Amari Kelly, is he still on the third team on yours? Yeah, I've got Amari, okay. Amari and, uh, and Jay Fair, yeah, are, are, are both there at third, but, but I feel much more, I feel much better about their, what likelihood about, of playing. What about Those the true the, freshman? What about the true freshman that was a uh, player of the uh, day yesterday in practice, Demari Alston? Now he's still not. At, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, Jarquez yeah, is the two. Jarquez yeah, there's, there's talked no to the media got, today. I still have him as you know. He, I've got him fourth. Have you, on the depth chart right now? Have you seen any of Jarquez's remarks from today? By the way, yeah. Jar, so he and he talked about one of the big changes is going into this. I guess he wasn't sure, and he was a true freshman. He wasn't sure how much he was going to play last year. Uh, g- going into the season, and he also there's Tank Bigsby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. The big, well, the is, biggest, that, that the, is a that is a big thing to. Of, of course, there is yes. the biggest change from, and there was Sean Shivers as well. You had another experienced running back there in that room that had, that had played, and uh, and Jatarvius Whitlow's departure was something of a surprise. Remember, so I mean, there mm-hmm. was still, I mean, there there was um, the name we haven't talked about in a while on, on the show, but uh, uh, that's so. So I guess Jarquez wasn't sure how much he was going to play last year. The big change from last year to this year for him is going into a season knowing that there's going to be a significant role for him in the offense and being prepared to shoulder that that load and, and being more ready than he was maybe last year. You know that that's been the change, and that's I don't know that's interesting because that's a player that 
because of Tank Bigsby, maybe people don't think about the role Jarquez could have or another running back could have. But especially with you know with the possibility of Tank Bigsby splitting out and and being moved around and Auburn finding unique ways to utilize Tank Bigsby. Having another running back you can trust in the backfield while Tank Bigsby is split out wide or in the slot suddenly becomes, if you want to do it yeah, that I'm way. Just, you, you may see that, but I think that will be very rare. More of a wrinkle. I don't, I, More yeah, of a wrinkle I, yeah, than, I, don't, than, I don't think you're going to see. You think Tank will be in the backfield most of the time? Oh, yeah, well, I think Tank could be in the slot, but I don't think there will be another running back. Interesting. You, it's, if it's, there is. It, it could be an empty, an I empty think it's set a or thing, something. Yeah, just yeah. empty it and put Tank out there and have a, have a linebacker you, try to cover Do you it. think you could see Tank and Jarquez on the field at the same time? Because that to me would be a wrinkle you didn't you see, but you didn't could, see that very much last year. I think you could, but I mean, we've already heard Cadillac say if there's a second running back, it's going to be Sean Jackson or it's going to be a tight end. Yeah, fullback. So I think yeah. it's li- not not likely. I mean, it's something they could do just for. I mean, who knows? Maybe they do it in a game where they haven't shown it all year and see how the other team adjusts to it. But I don't know that it's going to be something. I mean, if Tank, I mean, you're going to see. Over and over. Some, I, I don't think that, it's going to be a Cadillac and Ronnie kind of I thing. I was going to say, some of that feels like it would depend on Jarquez's development, right? Because if Jarquez Hunter, after the first couple of games, looks like a guy that has, absolutely has to be on the field, maybe then the task becomes figuring out how to get as many snaps right. and, and, you know, but, out of, out of tank and it, Jarquez at the same time. you're already getting mismatches from tight ends. Right. And you, and you know those tight ends, can you can count on them for short yardage. That's the thing. People go, got to get the ball to the tight end. You got to play more running backs. You got to play three receivers. So wait, you can only play 11. Yeah, and there's only one ball. That's right. So I mean, you know, that's a lot of receivers, maybe a lot of tight ends. Time, yeah. I'm I'm saying maybe at times I don't think it's going to be something. At least I mean, I I don't get the feeling it's something we'll see all the time. But I mean, who knows? Didn't I mean this? This was a talk about true freshman that turned into a talk about Jarquez Hunter. My original question still stands. Do you think Demari Alston is somebody who is? I, I think mean, he is the third probable uh, every down type. Type tailback, and how many carries do those guys get? Maybe a half dozen a game, maybe. Demari Alston is is maybe this year going into the season as a lot insurance. Of special teams, well, and and insurance in a yes. Tank Bigsby yeah. or Jarquez Hunter yeah. emergency. Having Demari Alston could be could mm-hmm. pay dividends, and if if Demari Alston breaks out, if Demari Alston breaks out, then then that's that's something else. But um, how, yeah. Yeah. On a, you're right. How, how many, many carries did Brandon Jacobs get? Yeah, I mean, I, I I mean you know, the third or, guy or, or Trey Smith in that in right. that situation. Well, in 2000, so, 2003. if something happens in the Alabama game, you got his chance. Absolutely. You I know? mean, so it can it it will. I mean, Tank wasn't Tank wasn't the starter as a true freshman, right? I mean, even eventually, Tank Bigsby was was somebody who had to you know earn the role and and, mm-hmm. and beat out other guys and and play. So it's it's tough well, for a true Austin freshman. Austin is a ways from beating out Tank. Yeah, I can tell you that. No, it would it would. I think it would need to the. It feels like if Demari Alston is starting at running back this year for Auburn, it would yeah, it would it would be it's after probably been an injury, injury or two, yeah. or, or maybe you know something. But no, you're right. But but that doesn't mean there couldn't be a role for him. And like you no, said, no, special, no. special I, teams. I think is he'll a, play. I think he definitely yeah. will play. I think quite a few of the freshmen will play, but I think a lot of them will be special teams. I think I could see that. I mean, be especially I don't know beyond beyond Tank, what kind of role there is. I think is an intriguing thing because. The options are there for Auburn to utilize Jarquez or Sean Jackson or Demari Alston. Mm-hmm. Don't talk about Jordan Ingram much. Seems like he's 
in the mix. Yeah, I haven't really heard much yeah. since practice has I mean, started. Yeah, I mean, I was I was talking with Cadillac for a while, and, and Jordan Ingram's name was was mentioned uh, briefly. There was one question about you know how Jordan's working, and Cadillac you know was complimentary, uh, but but it did seem like you know the, the again now now I pay again I pay more attention to what coaches are saying because a lot of the members of the media don't even know Jordan Ingram exists on the team, and he won't get asked about. Uh, so so I mean that yep. doesn't mean that you won't see the player. But we haven't heard anything to indicate that you will. And I'll, you know, speaking of like the way different people can interpret the practices, and maybe it's just based on where we stand. I had someone else ask me earlier today, like how close Robbie Robbie Ashford is to beating out Zach and TJ. And I'm not rooting against Robbie Ashford. No, no, nor I'm, am I. I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm, rooting I'm, against. I'm excited him. about the possibility of seeing him on the field. I would be stunned if he took. The most snaps at quarterback this year for Auburn, barring injury, based, yes. on, based on the yes. you know the and 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 it seems like when we see based on what I've seen, oh, well, you know you know one of, the guys on the side the quarterbacks on the sideline generally have to be better than the guys playing. Okay, well no I, matter I, who, I'm just I it feels like Zach and TJ take way more of the first team reps than Robbie does yes. when when we get to see practice, and of the three, based on what I've seen. I would say Robbie is the least accurate of the three, and I, I would I would worry to even throw in an adjective like considerably more, considerably less accurate than the other two quarterbacks. It does seem like there's maybe a distance from what from what we've seen. However, as you from noted, what we've seen, as you saw today, Robbie Ashford was yesterday's playmaker that's of right. the day, and that's that's from practice in full pads with the media not there. And that's where that's where he really has a chance to shine because he can create. He can do things that none of the other quarterbacks can do, and that is turn nothing into a big play with his legs. Absolutely. It's it's uh, important to note that what we've seen is largely drills and 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 at one hand touch. Right. And guys too. and guys yeah, throwing throwing against, you know, air and sometimes you have, you know, the the receivers are defended by a defensive back, but largely it's been it's been pitch and catch. So um, that's yeah. I mean, if if things go you know if, if things go live and Robbie Ashford has a chance to shine, you know m- maybe he could make a stronger argument to me mm-hmm. that, that he's uh, or stronger argument uh, to everyone that, oh, that yes. he's. Uh, it doesn't doesn't matter what I think when it comes to winning the job or not. Uh, as, as far as who you know who needs to be Auburn's starting quarterback, just based on what I've seen, I'm surprised that there's. As much talk about Robbie eventually being the number one guy because it does seem like he's it go, it uh, all he, he feels he feels like in, he's in third place at the moment. Yeah, you know it all goes back to the A Day game because he was the most exciting guy out there at quarterback in the A Day game, and that's the last thing people have seen. So I mean, that's what everybody that's what everybody's going on. Sure, and I understand interest in it too because it does seem like, as you've noted repeatedly, Bill, he can do something a little bit different mm-hmm. than Zach or or TJ. It would be a different looking offense with Robbie Ashford and his mobility as as part of the attack. But uh, Brian Harson talks about the importance of timing and accuracy and decision making by his quarterbacks, and uh, you know it, it does seem like as as a passer. There's some distance between Ashford and the other two guys that are vying for the role. We'll get to our first break of the afternoon. Love for you to join in. Anything on your mind, we'll uh, let you hear as much audio as we can play. Yeah, we'll shut up and let you hear from the the folks you really want to hear, and that's the uh, the coaches and players. Uh, but we'd love to hear from you here on the Friday Drive. 
time to churn up some more yardage on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Friday afternoon. Bill and Dan, Drew at the controls. And, uh, again, you can join us on the Kia of Auburn Hotline. Your thoughts, uh, anything you want to talk about uh, sports-wise here on this Friday. Let's see. Uh, uh, I, Drew was mentioning, of course, he's a Cubs fan. And the Cubs win the, the Field of Dreams game last night. Did you see the... Uh, uh, did you see the, the, the Auburn tweet from Field of Dreams last night? I did not see the Auburn oh, tweet from oh, Field yeah. of Dreams last night. Well, you know, now we saw Butch Thompson day before yesterday at football practice. Well, he and Alan Green were there at the Field of Dreams game as guests of Frank Thomas. Oh, last how night. cool. Yeah. Very cool. And Alan Green, a former college baseball player at Notre Dame. So I'm sure that's, uh, that, that's meaningful. And they, they, uh, they do that in it's um it's uh it's in Iowa Iowa yeah and, and he's he you know played South Bend in, in Indiana so not not all that far yeah. away that's all one that's all very close in my imagination I just thought, I thought that was cool that so, is cool uh, yeah busy week the, for the busy, big hurt busy week for Butch and yeah getting to hang out with a uh, a legend and, of SEC and, baseball and and for those who don't realize this I know a lot of our older listeners do. What a tight end. We've talked about tight ends. Um, Frank Thomas yeah. was an unbelievable. You know, he was like a faster version of Brandon Frazier is what it looked like back then because he was so much bigger than anybody else playing the position back then. I've only heard stories about Frank oh, Thomas, the football great player. Great hands. Yeah. Great cool. hands. Yeah. Which would make sense because he also... I mean, but no, he, no, made, he made the right choice when he decided, well, if I'm going to play one... Let me play baseball and become the first SEC player ever in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and and this, and someone who yeah, just a, an incredible uh, an, an ambassador for Auburn baseball, and yeah, very cool to uh, to see uh, uh, the the AD and the baseball coach there with uh, uh, with with the Hall of Famer. Yeah, at, Frank's at the, got the suit on. Allen and Butch it, it, got shorts. Well, Frank's was Frank doing TV? I imagine I, he, he might have been yeah, part, part of the Fox was. part of the Fox. Yeah, team. you know, yeah, because I did, well, I didn't see the any of the um, pre and. And post and stuff. I like imagine that. Frank. I think he's he's part of the studio. Team. He is. Yeah. So he, is. He, he would be. Uh, That's what I mean. I didn't see any. I just saw, caught some during the game. By the way, is, no, no more Joe Buck on Fox. Very, no, it's, it's, very, right. very, it's very strange, it right? It is. But Monday Night Football with Buck and Aikman. Yeah. This uh, this fall. It'll take some getting used to. Yeah, it really will. Let's get to the phone. Rick is up on the uh, key of Auburn hotline. Hey, Rick. Hey, Bill. How you doing? Doing fine, man. I am actually on my way to a. Um, a commitment announcement here in a little bit of a local kid. You guys know about it? Oh, JC should be. Uh, yeah, I know. I know there are a lot of folks that are headed over there uh, for that at five o'clock. Yep. All right. What are you guys thinking? Uh, I haven't heard anything that would say it's not Auburn, but I haven't heard anybody say they're a hundred percent sure either. Right. It would be, um, I think it would be a surprise if he picked somebody else. Uh, you know, I don't know if I would go so far as to say it's like a, a, a bombshell stunner no. or anything because Auburn doesn't seem to be, it would be a disappointment. That far ahead. Uh, it would definitely be a disappointment it, for Auburn. Yeah. Especially, if, especially if, hearing, uh, hearing stories about, you know, and, and this isn't the only thing you decide in recruiting, but hearing stories that this was for a long time. The school that J.C. Hart wanted to play, uh, wanted to play football. Auburn wasn't the first in there, though. I mean, uh, you know, Gus in Central Florida, Mississippi State, and Vandy are, are the other schools in there. What What are you thinking, Rick? Um. Okay. 
I'm not saying what I think. <laughs> so Rick knows. I'm okay. Not, All right. Absolutely. That's what no, you need to do with young, well, yeah, with with young folks. Let yeah. you know. Don't listen to the guy, people around you. But um, you know, I I will be stunned if, it, if he doesn't take off. Well, yeah. Well, give us a call back afterward, Rick. We'd love to hear from somebody who's been there. We're we're going to see what we can do as well. I will let you go. All right. Where are you going? Appreciate it, Rick. Yep. Uh, we'll be keeping an eye on that. That should happen at the top of the hour. Hey, we'll run some audio for you when we come back. Stick with us here on the Friday Drive. Now, more of The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Friday afternoon. 27 minutes away from 5 o'clock with Bill and Dan. And, uh, again, love to hear from you. Anything you want to talk about sports-wise, we'll keep an eye. Yes, um, Jacorius Hart, J.C. Hart, uh, slated to make his college choice public at 5 o'clock over in Lochapoca. And uh, Auburn, Central Florida, Mississippi State, Vandy are his final four schools. For the young man who's... Stock has continued to rise. Some people will go, well, he's just a three-star. He's a three-star who is uh, 6'2", about 180 pounds, and runs a sub-4, 440, and is an honor student. Uh, he, he, he has uh, also um, been courted by Ivy League schools. That's right. He'll he had be an a, early graduate. He had Ivy League offers and, and <laughs> blew people away at a camp earlier this year, right? Apparently really performed well at the Troy camp and then came to Auburn. He was defensive MVP at both Troy and Auburn. At both, at both Troy and Auburn's camps and, and, uh, and really put himself on the radar. Uh, for, uh, uh, for for offers from SEC schools in in recent uh, in recent weeks, including uh, a school uh, that he reportedly uh, has, uh, has, has has dreamed about playing for for a long time in Auburn. There were stories about uh, you know uh, I forget if it was a, a caller or maybe it was Jason who told us you know that this guy used to drive by Jordan Hare uh, every day on, on on his on his way to uh, to, to school or, or you know on his, on his in his travels and would uh, would talk about you know playing football in that facility someday so yeah i think this is somebody who but that's not the reason you it's not the only reason you pick a, a college football program there are other factors at play so it, it's really tough though i mean i and and i'll understand if he doesn't but it's really tough if you've dreamed of going somewhere and you get that opportunity to go there on their dime it's tough to say no sure and i mean and, and 
you know, a lot of the, uh, you know, a lot, lot of, lot of people around the area would get to see him play, you know, which could, you know, could be meaningful to him. Sure. You know, it's, Fam- friends and family. Uh, absolutely. It's a little bit easier than, than it would be in, you know, some of the other options on the board for, uh, for, for JC. So, but again, I mean, it's, it's not unusual at all to see players from the areas of universities going, going elsewhere. I mean, you know, Auburn's got Austin Osbury who, you know, his dad works at LSU. Yeah. And he grew up right there in Baton Rouge, and now his brother's going to Notre Dame. They're they're wanting that different experience. So we'll we'll wait and see. But it would be a nice nice pickup for Auburn, even though yes, recruiting fans, it might drop Auburn's average recruits ranking. Well, and and it would add um, another player with initials to that's the right. Sec- Look at the secondary. The secondary. Yeah, Ad right? DJ. JD JC. That's right. You could add another one there, and, and young younger guys too. So I, mean, I, I, I think I got them all. Yeah, AD DJ JD, and this is and JC. and probably in the second hour, if there's time, we have a long clip of us talking with Zach Etheridge that we that we could play. Oh, if there's, oh. yeah, if long, there's time. I mean, long. Yeah, yeah we've got a war and yeah. peace. We do. It's great, great I mean, it stuff. But before we do edition. that, uh, let's get uh, back to the. Uh, let, let, uh, we'll run a shorter piece. This is great stuff, though. Uh, Auburn Edge and Special Teams Coach Rock Bellantoni, as we had a little time to spend with him yesterday, and he was uh, just asked about the progress he's seen heading into the fall. I think Jason Caldwell got it started. Is it turned down? Well, we'll see. We'll see if we can uh, again because um, he, he'll talk about. You know, he's got Derek Call, Echo Leota, but then Dylan Brooks and Joko Willis are the inexperienced guys, and then transfer Marcus Bragg. All those guys, as well, taking strides uh, forward every go. day out there. Um, we had a good spring, but I think we're getting better every day. You know, obviously having Marcus here has helped a lot. He's coming on. He's doing some good things. And, you know, having another guy that can play at that position, and then uh, you know Joko with us full time, and just having six guys in the group now is uh, helps with drills. It helps with everything, right? And I think I think we're making some real strides forward. How's it going for Joko so far? He's doing okay. He's coming along. He's still got a long way to go. A lot to learn. You know, um, struggles with you know with his size is going to be an issue in rundowns, and but he's he's got some pass rush ability and works hard. Coach, where did Derek and Eku need to still improve after after last season, and, and what have you seen from them in yeah, the last few months? That's the challenge with those two guys is they're such good players that you have to find ways to get them to improve because they're you know the, the bust for the Hall of Fame is not polished yet, right? So uh, we're always looking for things they need to get better at, uh, whether it's pad level with one, uh, array of pass rush move, moves with the other one, really kind of all groups together. So you're constantly looking for little things that they can do better. The big things they're, they're pretty good at, but maybe it's the first step. Maybe it's the angle of their toe on their pass rush. Maybe it's their, the, um, you know, their stri- where they're striking with their hands, just little things like that. So, um, you know, the big picture things they're really good at, but we got to really hone in on what can get them better. How valuable is it to have two guys like that that have played so much football, though? To yeah, it's, I mean, it's invaluable. Um, you know, those two guys, they played a lot of football, and they're really good players, and they keep getting better, uh, especially Eku. I mean, the improvements he made in the spring, we're seeing even better from him here in the summer. I'm really happy with the way he's going. So those two guys, not only, you know, going out and performing, but being able to come over and help the younger guys with their position, or even an older guy like Marcus who's just here helping him understand the terminology, it's invaluable. 
What did you like about practice today and maybe what didn't you like? Uh, practice today, what I like, um, you know, I think our pass rush was pretty good today. Uh, you know, we have a focus of the day on things we want to get better at in pass rush, and I think we got better at that focus. I think we were pretty physical in the run game in terms of taking on blocks. Um, what I didn't like, we, oh boy, I don't know. Without watching the film, it's hard to say. Um, I, everything needs to get better, so well, there'll be plenty of things we need to work on, trust me. But I'm happy with the direction that we're heading for sure. Wait, you can you. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to cut you off, but can you share a little bit of what that focus might have been today and what you liked? Uh, well, I mean, there, there's different moves that I'll tell them they have to work, whether it's something that they're good at or not. Because, um, you know, I want to throw a bunch of tools in their toolbox. Then when they go out and play on Saturdays, they have their toolbox. They pick out what tool works for them. So, you know, one day we may have to work a speed to power. One day they cannot do that. One day they have to work their hands. They can't engage a guy. Um, so for the first five practices we've had a focus of the day um and uh kind of leave it at that for those Talk two with the array of pass rush moves do you, do you feel like they've got a pretty big right. toolbox at this point, or where are they at with developing yeah they do but i think it might be too big um there's a lot of things that they can do i really want to find the three or four things that really work for them that they can get better at over the next few weeks to sharpen them even more come up with a counter move off their three primary moves and have a really good rush plan going into a game and then study the film during the week of what might work against the guy they're going against and and really pick those moves but you know maybe adding one or two things but getting sharp at the things they really need to get good at and scrapping the other things that they're average at talk about dylan and and where he's come and and where he is and where yeah. he needs to get yeah dylan dylan started off a little bit slow he still has to get his weight up he still has to develop strength wise uh, but he's coming on. He's had a good couple of days, the last couple of days, some really good pass rush moves that he's had. Um, he's, he's learned the system a little bit more. He's got to get his pad level down. He's got to get his weight up. He's got to be a little more physical. But he still is young and wet behind the ears. And he's come on the past few days. So I'm happy with the direction he's going. You mentioned Eke. Where is, where is he taking the biggest step forward for you? Oh, boy. Uh, he's just playing a lot faster. Um, you know, it's he, it's the second year in the system. He understands the system now. You got to remember when he transferred from North, Northwestern, that off season he he wasn't allowed in the weight room. Then he didn't have a spring ball. He didn't get here till July, so he didn't have a whole off season. Now he came in our off season program and really put the work in in the weight room and conditioning, and that's why he really took off in the spring. And then he had another summer. Now he's here in all the terminology for the second time, so it's just clicking a little bit faster. So everything's happening at a faster pace with him, and I think you're going to see that pay off on Saturday. Is, is he one of those guys that gets lost because Derek gets so much attention? That like he's a guy that did, that did some good things like even last year. Is he a guy that gets kind of lost in the shuffle a little bit? Yeah, probably a little bit. Yeah, he probably uh, probably does uh, a little bit under the radar, and that's okay. You know, <laughs> as long as he, he goes out. And does his thing on Saturday. I don't think he really cares about all that. Rock, you um, obviously work with special teams. Yes, sir. Uh, Donovan Kaufman was special team player today. Mm-hmm. Where have you seen his growth in it? Yeah, DK, wow. I mean, from the time I came in here over a year ago to what he is now, he's really grown by leaps and bounds as a, as a person, a leader, a player. Everything we ask him to do on special teams, whether it's returning a punt or a kickoff or blocking for the kickoff returner or rushing a punt or, or uh, you know covering a kickoff, whatever we ask him to do, he excels at. He's just a really good football player, and it's because of his work ethic. He's up in the staff room. When, when we're not meeting, he's in there watching film, a real student of the game, and he's a real leader with our guys, um, taking charge of that young secondary, the young guys there, and really being a leader with them. I, I'm really proud of him, how far he's come. And then with that, with, with the special teams, what are you noticing with that unit, particularly with the kickers? Um, mm-hmm. We saw a made field goal during our time out there. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, we have some really good kickers. I think we have four good kickers. Last year, you know, Evan kicked off in games. Ben made big field goal in games in the uh, Iron Bowl. made a big field goal. I think those two guys are solid. Then you had Alex McPherson, who's got a really, really bright future. And Anders, we got four really, really good kickers. So we have some good options there. And I think we have the best punter in the country in Oscar Chapman. So I'm um, really happy with our specialist. Quattlebaum is a great snapper. I think we have a really solid specialist position. I think we will for a long time around here. The coverage units, you know, we're, we're just working on our techniques, our fundamentals. we got a long way to go before we're ready to play a game. But I think we have good personnel and good options that will be able to run down cover kicks and block for our punt and kick returners. So really happy with the direction we're headed, but we got a long way to go before we're ready to play. And then back to Donovan, um, how tough is it for a guy to have that much responsibility on special teams, but he also wants to be a yeah. starter on – defense and playing safety as well as switching to nickel it's really really hard really hard to do all that because you know if you're just a corner you have your the safety tells you what to do based on the coverage calls and things like that he's making the calls the checks he's leading the group he's getting everybody lined up then we're asking to do a lot of things on special teams it is hard that's a lot to put on his shoulders and that's why it takes a special kid like him you know smoke last year zion puckett's played a lot of special teams you have to be a leader you have to be organized you have to be studying the game at all times and and he's really doing that right now. So I anticipate him having a pretty good year. I'm really excited about DK. You got quite a few candidates at uh, punt return. We do, yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll have uh, some punt return here in scrimmages and things like that. Not live where they get tackled, but where there's some bullets coming flying at them where they have to make decisions, catching the ball. you you got to have guts to be a punt returner. Kick return, things hanging up there a little bit. you got some time to react. But as a punt returner, you got to make a quick decision, and you may get smacked as soon as you catch it. So you got to have the guts. So we have to see who has the guts, then who can field the ball consistently, and then who's going to put their foot in the ground, get upfield, and make a big play for us. So, you know, we do. We have some options there. I want to see who's going to take that job. How important is it to have some of your best players be on special teams? Very important. It's very important. I don't know, you know, in the, in the past, you know, the Heisman Trophy winner a couple of years ago was the gunner on punt team. He was covering kickoffs, uh, returning punts. You know, it's very important. Last year in the Iron Bowl, the guy that got ejected from the game was our best receiver. You know, so um, the best players have to play on these units. It's not it's not like in high school where you put the, the booster club president's son out there on kick return. It's, you know, your best guy's got to go. And sometimes it's your starters. But sometimes it's a backup who will value that special team's time a little more than the starters will, and he can give you something without any drop-off. And you take a little bit of a load off a guy, and maybe you rotate guys at the gunner position or whatever it is uh, to take a load off them. So, But it's very important to make sure we have the right 11 guys out there. To me, special teams is all about personnel and effort. Guys are going hard, and you got the right people out there. You can be pretty good on special teams. What have these last few months been like for you to, to settle into the position coach? And, to, and to it's, it's been really business as usual. It's, uh, I mean, I've been doing this since my 28th season, so um, it really was seamless. It was easy transition. I've done the job for this job in the past uh, in this role, so it's it's been relatively smooth. So uh, no complaints for me at all. What about what about what have you learned about Auburn in in the last year? What what um, when you think about Auburn now, what what stands out to you? Well, the writers are all great people except for Brian Stoltz. I've learned, um, no, I mean, what have I learned? I mean, so much I've learned. About. I, the thing, the big, the best thing about Auburn to me, the, the people here are great. The tradition here is unbelievable. Um, been held all over the country, a lot of places. The tradition, you just know 90,000 people are going to show up. You know what kind of uniforms you're going to wear. I think it's, it's just a, a real proud tradition. Um, as far as all the other stuff, I don't really pay attention to it. I, I, I come here, I coach football, I go home, I check out my kids' baseball scores, I watch the Yankees get frustrated when they lose to the Mariners, and then I, then I go to bed, I wake up, and I repeat. Maybe, maybe have a game on your kids.
Right. That's Rock uh, Bellantoni, the uh, the Auburn edge and special teams coach. Good guy, really good guy, and a, a great interview there. Talking about you know his players that he has at edge, young guys, the luxury of having the talent of Derek Hall and Eculiota, and we were talking about it during you know while he was talking there. I think a lot of people they do they they I think they underestimate Eku. A guy who came in late, really what didn't have the summer workout, um, uh, came in, had to learn the system quickly, led the team in sacks going into the Alabama game, and now has had a complete offseason. Man, what a pair of, of, of edge rushers. What a luxury it is to have a pair of guys like Derek Hall and Echo Leota. Echo Leota, who I think kind of looks like Young Rock. He does. Um, yeah, I think Ekuli, I think he looks like I think he looks like Young Rock. If you're familiar with the show, he uh, yeah he was he was uh, he was wonderful last year. He really was, and and uh, a guy who maybe it was uh, an, you know underrated. You know his, mm-hmm. his 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 contributions, and so I can understand why Rock Bell and Tony. Speaking of the Rock, uh, yeah, I can understand why he uh, yeah. sounds like a, sounds like a guy Not who's quite as young. He's but he's been dealt he's been dealt a pretty good hand at, at the poker yes, table going into this season because his players love him. He's got too. a couple of aces. They, they, they yeah. absolutely love and, him. And I thought he gave a good answer on Dylan too. You know, and, and this is yep. someone who maybe there's more scrutiny on Dylan because he's the only one at his position he now. He is well, the young guy there. And he and he dealt although he did mention Joko Willis now officially mm-hmm. an edge, albeit sort of an undersized yeah, one they're gonna Joko have to figure is like out twenty five pounds lighter than Dylan. Couple Lewis, couple inches shorter too, right? I mean the other guys. But but yeah. explosive and mm-hmm. someone who you know I, I could see as as a change of pace, right? Like someone's blocking Derek Hall all, all game oh, yes. long, and suddenly, suddenly, Joko Willis comes in in the third quarter, and blink, and he's by you. Exactly. So I could see why it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's, uh, you know, another tool in the toolbox for for a team trying to uh, establish a pass rush. We'll get to our final break of hour number one. Love for you to join in as we continue here on the Friday Drive. Let's get back to the drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive, final few minutes of hour number one. See something interesting? Well, it's a, it's a rumor uh, on... Um, I guess this would be. I mean, this this is this is about a basketball tournament that's going to take place in the fall of 2023, Bill. But I believe John Rothstein has uh, tweeted out uh, that Auburn is expected to be one of four teams to headline the 2023 Legends Classic Basketball Tournament at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. Fall 2023. Oh, okay, so that that would yes. be for the 23-24. Yes, that okay. would be next right. fall. Yeah, Auburn, I don't think they had room. Really no, Auburn's got them. Auburn's got yeah. a, a a pretty busy schedule this this right. upcoming. Pretty they're full be, already. Yeah, yes. Cancun is going to be the, uh, the the tournament they're playing uh, in, uh, in in this this upcoming November. Uh, but yeah, John John Rothstein uh, reporting that Notre Dame, Oklahoma State, Saint Bonaventure, and Auburn will headline the 2023 Legends Classic. Uh, this is uh, multiple sources telling uh, FanDuel uh, that that's uh, John Rothstein's latest uh, outlet as a uh, basketball coach or as a uh, basketball reporter. So yeah, Auburn uh, taking uh, uh, the Big Apple uh, next uh, next year as Auburn basketball will play a tournament in Brooklyn, New York, in November of 2023. Yeah, Auburn's an everything school. 
Or is that a shot of Calipari? Yeah, well, you, a, did you see that? Well, did you see that one yesterday? Did you see what happened today? Did you see the Kentucky football player that tweeted oh, out? Oh, yeah. Tweeted yeah. Out, they didn't lose to St. Peter's. Yeah, tweeted out that we've never lost to We Saint didn't lose Peter. to St. Peter's. I like it. I, I mean, mean, hey, it's it, it, it's on now there at Kentucky. They're going to have to they're going to have to try. They're going to have to try to do something to patch it up. No, you didn't see the the Brian Harson Bruce Pearl I picture. I saw that. Yeah, that I, was that was definitely a reaction sure. to to Cal and Stoops. Hey, Auburn's at everything. Having no, having some fun. You know, and and, oh, yeah. you know, and and Butch Thompson was at football practice as well. Yep. I mean, I, I think uh, you know it goes back to something. I mean, if you, I, I, mean, I mean, Kentucky. I mean, there's no question Kentucky is and should be proud of their basketball history tradition, and they are. You know, they're still top of mind when you think. SEC basketball, it starts with Kentucky. And they should not minimize the but success it, their football no, program has had the last exactly couple of years. No, but that's exactly what it seemed like. Yeah. It seemed like he was like, uh, and, you know, good for the little guys, and I, I, I hope I hope they win 10 games. Right. It's, those, it, the, those little football players. It did seem, and maybe it was, maybe it was trademark. Maybe it wasn't intentional. I don't know. No, well, no like. and maybe it was also at least a little tongue-in-cheek as Calipari. You know yeah, what I mean? Well, you, know, you know how Cal, Cal's got a very dry sense of humor at times, and, and but he can, also, be, he can also, be mean-spirited in some yeah, of his... Yeah, he, he, will all, he will also whine in ways sure. that you know, but, but I, um, people's nerves. No, it was, you know, get, getting back to the, the baseball uh, expansion that, that Auburn is looking at, you know, after next season you know it's having a somewhat harmonious relationship between the programs and between the coaches can be mutually beneficial right because tremendously when, in recruiting yeah i mean when when you bring basketball and baseball players here and got, they can sit yeah top facilities and top programs in other sports right and you can hey, you, it doesn't hurt gymnastics doesn't hurt sure and you can you can take them to you know, you can take them to the front row of the student section of a football game. You can take Anything. them to take basketball games. Take them to a, a wild, you know, wild, rowdy crowd when your team is really good in whatever sport. And yeah, and it wait, doesn't hurt. And wait, and wait till you see the baseball crowd in a couple of years, right? Once That's they're right. finished with the expansion. All right, uh, we need to step aside for our top of the hour break. We'll see what is uh, happening over in Lochapoca with J.C. Hart. And hour number two of the drive coming up. Stick with us. Auburn Opelika's sports leader, ESPN 106.7, a broadcast service of Auburn Network Incorporated. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome into hour number two of the Friday Drive. Bill and Dan drew at the controls and hour number two of The Drive brought to you as usual by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. And we welcome your calls, questions, comments 
on the Kia of Auburn hotline. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. And the number to get you through, 334-321-1390. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840, on the drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor the podcast. Big shout out to Southeastern Industrial Contractors. Check out the podcast if you uh, have uh, missed any of the show this week. We've had some great info from the uh, from the usual uh, from the usual uh, murderer's row of, uh, of, of, oh, yeah. of contributors that we get to talk to this time of year. I mean, who, who's been on the show this week, Bill? Brian Matthews. Yeah, uh, Brian, Brian Barrett Lundy, Barrett Salee, Jake Crane, Jason Caldwell, uh, Justin Ferguson, David Pascal. And... And then audio from... And players and coaches, right. audio all, all week long, too. So, I mean, it, hopefully folks have found it informative and entertaining. And, and yeah, if you've, uh, uh, if, if you've missed any of it this week, uh, I would encourage you to check out Podcasts of the Drive wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, right now, uh, we, are, we are monitoring. We don't have anything live uh, from, from Lochipoca. The announcement is uh, J.C. Hart. Has uh, been there with the with the hats in front of him. Still the f- same four, I, I would expect. Auburn, Central Florida, Mississippi State, and Vandy. For the outstanding uh, athlete. Uh, defensive back is where everybody sees, I mean, a long, extremely fast, and, and very, very intelligent defensive back. 6'2", about 180. Um, a, and... and and again, clocked at sub four four forties at multiple camps this summer. Going to be an early enrollee. Has already been taking uh, some bridge courses, college courses at Auburn. A lot of a uh, lot of Auburn. Um, but what, what, I'm sorry. What, what was that about the the bridge courses? I was just saying he's taking. He's he's already enrolled right. in some of the. Uh, you know some college courses at Auburn while he's finishing up the Lodge Poker. Right, but he, I mean, but that doesn't that doesn't necessarily no, mean I no. Mean, yes. That just means he's getting college credit. Right, right. There, are folks folks might think, oh, he's enrolled at Auburn already. That's a sign that no. It's, I mean, it take um, that he could he could take those credits and anyways. Sure. Uh, there are, there are a lot of Auburn beat writers at the yeah, uh, at yes, the event. Indeed. Well, I mean, which would make it, sense. It makes sense. It's not very far. Yeah, a Lodge Poker player is announcing, and even if he doesn't choose Auburn, he could go to Vanderbilt or Mississippi State within the conference, or he could go play for Gus Malzahn at UCF. So it's going to be a news story worthy of coverage, uh, you know, no matter what. But it does seem like a lot of folks, uh, you know, within, you know, specifically, uh, you know, at places like uh, subscription services and, and the like are, are at the at the commitment, which is, uh, you know, if you read the tea leaves on these Usually things. That, that would mean they feel fairly confident and they have their stories nearly written where they can plug in some quotes. Right. And and maybe J.C. Hart has indeed been deciding up until the last moment where, where he's going to go to school. And so even if uh, folks felt feel good about, uh, you know, where, where he was leaning earlier today, it, it may have changed. But it does seem like Auburn is in pretty good position. We'll find out what happens. Just never never count them before they're hatched. But you're, abso- mean, you're absolutely right. Auburn felt, does it seem like Auburn felt really good about a couple of players leading right up to the announcement? That's right. Pretty Pretty good position is not... Is not the same thing yeah. as a, a sealed deal. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see when we uh, when we have news on J.C. Hart's commitment. We will bring it to you. Uh, like I said, a lot of the uh, a lot of the Auburn beat is uh, is there uh, at the at the announcement at Lochapoca High School uh, for the uh, the young defensive back uh, who will uh, most likely uh, play either in the SEC or for a uh, uh, you know pr- pretty uh, pretty big time program there in Orlando. I, I was I was telling you that uh, yeah I, I remember and and. Um, I remember his dad 
who was an outstanding, who was another outstanding uh, athlete, who I believe went to Marshall. I believe I believe that's where he went. Was uh, Marshall where he was a where he was a starter, um, and you know he he was a really good athlete as well. Corey, not 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 the uh, sunglasses at night, Corey Hart, but uh, but no. So so yeah, we're waiting word, and you know if if. Uh, um, if if the opportunity arises, maybe we'll get a chance to talk to somebody who's there. Yeah, hopefully we'll uh, we'll, we'll be in the loop, especially if there's good news on the Auburn front from uh, from J.C. Hart. Speaking of recruiting, not, we're going to definitely talk about him. And that's his true. Decision. That's that's true. But I mean, I think you know we'll, we'll see what happens. But the uh, uh, speaking of Auburn uh, recruiting news, uh, there, we were talking about the. Oh, uh, yeah, no question. I mean, two of the top prospects in the nation for 2023, right down the road at Carver. Uh, Montgomery, James Smith, who is a big defensive lineman, defensive tackle, 6'3", about 3'10", and then uh, Quay Rousseau, who is um, uh, one of the top edge prospects in the country at 6'2", 230, both five stars there at Carver, uh, unveiled their top sixes. They have talked a long time. Now, uh, I, I, I want to make sure, are they the exact same Five uh, top six schools for both. I don't believe I, I'm trying to find the I, other I have, young man's top six. I have six. seen Quay Russo's top six, and it is Auburn, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Ohio State, and Georgia Tech. It is the exact same top six. All right. Yeah. So yeah. So they have they have been talking about going to play together, being a package deal, and what a what a great package. That is going to be for some school. So a pair of five stars in the class of 2023 from Carver Montgomery released the same top six earlier today. And that includes a couple of super heavyweights in the world of college football. Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State in that mix. Florida, Georgia Tech, and... The Auburn Tigers just down yeah. the road uh, in the uh, in the mix for both of these guys. Yeah, Quay, uh, Quay Russo and uh, and and uh, big uh, uh, is James well, Smith. Yeah, I was going to say big Kong so, big Kong fifty seven is the uh, is is the social media handle for James he Smith. A, he is a big dude. Nation's he uh, he's top fifteen player nationally uh, in in a couple of the recruiting services yeah, and the number two. Russo is like the number five edge nationally. That's right. And and James Smith is uh, is uh, the number uh, the number two uh, defense tackle. Uh, according to uh, the, the services as well in next year's uh, recruiting class. Yeah, so that's, uh, I mean, Auburn's been working him hard. And now I, I don't know that, I don't know that there's anything uh, imminent that, you know, that, that they're about to do anything, but those are, those are just their top, top schools. 334 321 1390. That's the Kia of Auburn hotline. Again, we'll keep you updated on uh, what's going on over in Lochapoca, and we'll let you hear some audio, and he is uh, committed to Auburn. That's right. J.C. Hart uh, announcing that he has committed uh, to Auburn. Uh, that's uh, that's Br- Brian. Oh, we had, we had somebody calling from there. Oh, very cool. We had, we had someone uh, we had someone calling from the, with the with the update there from Lochapoca High School. Is J.C. Hart somebody who uh, a while ago, right? We had a caller. Yeah, who, Slack. Who, it was Slack who asked us about uh, what have we heard about him? Th- this young man from from Lochapoca that that maybe had uh, SEC talent and uh, a, a desire to play for Auburn, and now a couple of months later, after JC impresses at some camps and uh, and Auburn coaches, uh, get, you know, he gets on the gets on the radar of the staff. Uh, he commits uh, to Auburn and and becomes the seventh commitment for Auburn in the class of twenty twenty three, and a a guy from just down the road, Lochapoca High School product jc hart uh committing uh, to auburn minutes ago 
uh, at his high school in Lochapoca. Yeah, so uh, so that that and and again, like I said earlier, there'll be some people that'll go, well, you know, he's only a three star. He has his star. Let me tell you, his star has risen, and it's nowhere near, um, nowhere near done rising. So I think that I I don't think any question about it. That is a that is a really nice pick. This would have hurt. Would have really hurt if Auburn. Uh, had not oh. been able to get a young man that had dreamed of playing at Auburn. Well, and th- consider the alternatives too, right? I mean, if he picks UCF, it's Gus. It's, like it's, Gus. it's Gus going the into the other Le- two are SEC schools, and and not ones that Auburn should be losing Lee County yeah. prospects to. I mean, you think about it. Like I, I don't know how often you know if there's a kid from Lee County that that Auburn wants, you know, he chooses Vanderbilt or Mississippi State instead. And in, in the case of, I mean, I, I understand why people would play for UCF. I understand why people would play for all those schools, make no mistake. But in the case of UCF, it would, yeah, I think it would have hurt for Gus Malzon to come into Auburn's backyard and, and take a player that Auburn was, was trying to, uh, uh, to court as well. So yeah, this is a, uh, it's a nice pickup for Auburn and a guy who, I mean, a, a high quality young man, you know, once you, once you hear, you know, he was weighing his, he was weighing his Ivy League options. You know, that, that's, that's a, a testament to what kind of scholar he is and uh, what kind of student he is. And so, yeah, that's, uh, I think it's a, uh, it's a nice, uh, it's a nice addition for Auburn, uh, when, when there's a player. I think you would agree, right, Bill? When, it, when there's a player in the immediate, Vicinity. Right. Oh yeah, when it's when of, there's one in your backyard, yeah, basically. When, when there's one in the immediate vicinity of Jordan Hare Stadium uh, that's good enough to play at a high level in the league, you need to make sure that that he comes and plays for you instead of somebody else. All right, so that's uh, some good news on a Friday afternoon. Um, you want to you want to run a little more audio? Sure. I mean, I, you, how about you, you want to run Will Friend? You know, there's a there's a yeah. Let's try, do that. All right. So we we'll, try we'll, Will Friend. We come back from commercial. We'll do that. Yeah. We'll go ahead and get to break, and uh, we'll do that. But again, we'd love to hear from you. Um, give us a call, 334-321-1390, as we continue here on the Friday Drive. Hi, Jonathan here from University Ace Hardware. We are excited to introduce to you our helpful consultants. Now the same friendly, knowledgeable associates who you rely on in-store will come to you at your home or office. You can schedule Rex Ponder, our garden center manager, who is a hometown expert on plants and landscaping, to help you with your outdoor space. To schedule a consultation with Rex, give us a call or visit universityace.com. University Ace brings expert help to your place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Live on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive. 16 minutes after 5 o'clock here on this Friday afternoon again. The uh, local news of the day, Lochapoca standout, uh, Jacorius Hart, J.C., uh, has committed to Auburn today. And uh, Zach, Zach Etheridge, uh, considered the primary recruiter mm-hmm. for, uh, for, for J.C. Hart, and uh, also someone who, you know, is, it, it would make sense for, for Zach to be involved with, uh, with, with J.C., expected to be in the secondary for Auburn. Although, I, I believe he did play... I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's played both ways. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's a, a. Yeah, he's safety and wide receiver uh, for for Lochapoca, mm-hmm. and uh, and and was uh, is someone who you know has has options in front of him, but does does seem like he's projected as a defensive back at the at, at the college level, and and that's that's where he's excelled in in, in camps for uh, for different schools this this this, this off season. Uh, as we said, we've had great opportunities uh, this week 
to um, be able to sit down with all of the Auburn assistant football coaches. And we've let you hear from a few of them. Thought we'd move to one who is, you know, the subject of quite a bit of scrutiny. He and his players really, you know, talked about uh, more, more than just talked about. <laughs> but but Will Friend, Auburn offensive line coach, um, was one of the coaches we had a chance and thought we'd let you hear some of his comments. I thought the intensity of them was more like what we wanted the last two days. So the first couple practices, um, we had to we had to get a lot better at the urgency and and, uh, and those things. But last two days we progressed. We got to keep that going. Points of emphasis in the next few weeks before you play again? Uh, you know, finding the best five players, finding some guys that can uh, do what we're asking them to do in the, in, in the, with the run game, and it starts there. And then uh, then we got we got to be able to protect on the edge. And uh, so, you know, we'll focus in on that. we got some good guys to work against every day, and uh, so that'll help them improve. But, but those are kind of the em- emphasis that we have. Can you talk about the... The uh, improvement of Council and Troxel. Yeah, uh, well, Trox is moving the best that he's moved since since I've been here. Uh, I think he he feels uh, feels a little bit uh, more comfortable right now. Um, you know, he can play both sides, um, which is a plus. But but he's he's uh, he's moving well, um, and uh, we just got to keep working him on, on on just little fundamental things and keep getting better. But thing about Trox that you really like is you know he's he's like dealing with an adult you know I mean he's a he's he's a he's kind of like the old man of the room so he, he comes to work every day and uh, and he's worked hard to get himself in good shape and be able to move better than he did a year ago uh, so that's been good and then Brandon you know missed the spring and uh um, you know, kind of getting himself back going. He, he, he really worked hard this summer. He's had a, a pretty good last couple of days. So, you know, they're guys that have played football and they play tough. And uh, um, so those are pluses. And how key is it to have guys like that that are, are like adults like Brahms and Troxel and guys like that back for another year? Yeah, you know, it's really, really good when, when um, you know, when, when they're leading the right way and, and can kind of handle their business the way to, to be handled. And those guys, the younger players, can see that and uh, and kind of um, learn from that. So, um, no, that's good. And, um, you know, they've got to play well for us this year. A couple of guys that uh, not necessarily younger guys, but it uh, looks just from, from what we've seen that obviously Cam and Tate must have had pretty good up. Uh, summer workouts. Yeah, they, they really have. Tate's done a really nice job. He's moving well. Um, you know, um, fundamentally, he's doing a good job, a lot better than when we first got here. Cam Stutz is a guy that, you know, he's continued to get better uh, while we've been here. And, uh, you know, he's playing better and better. And, uh, um, you know, he had a good spring. He was the most productive guy in the spring. And um, started off a little slower in camp. Uh, but we're in helmets. That's really not Cam's strength. You know, he's 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 a big mauler guy. So I think it helped. He's had better days when we got in the pads. But we've got those guys have got to continue to come on. Uh, you know, Avery Jernigan and Jaleel Irwin have, have really played the best. You know, I've been here a year and a half, I guess. They really they really done better with things um, than than in the past. So it's good to get those guys going in the right direction too.
How's Killian doing? Being more in the left tackle now. Uh, he's doing. He's doing well. Uh, you know, we we will start. You know, as we go through this camp, you got all these days. You know, we'll we'll start working some at both and trying to trying to do to be able to have those options. But uh, he's done a good job. You know, the, the thing about Killian, you know, it's kind of uh, you know the fact that. He, he probably hadn't had as long a background of football as some other guys, so it's kind of, you know, every every day is kind of getting something, you know, learning something new. So he's he's he stayed he's still green, so that's good because you don't ever want to not be green. But he has stayed green, and and uh, um, but but it's important to him, so he, he works hard at it. All the guys we've talked to thus far from, from your group have talked about Coach Pitt, the offseason, getting stronger and short yardage. Yeah, yeah you know, I mean, um, obviously that's important to be to be stronger. And the stronger you are, the better shape you're in, the, 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 the more competitive you'll be in those situations. But, you know, that, that short yardage, you know, it's really every down. Uh, it's really every down and being able to play 80 snaps and and those things that we've got to be better at to do. So it's our if you're one of our better players, you got to be in better shape. You got to be stronger so you can play longer. And uh, I think we're further along there. I think it's developed a little bit of confidence with them in some of the run game that maybe some of those guys didn't have a lot of confidence a year ago. I think there's more confidence with the group. So um, you know we'll see. But it's early in camp. Uh, you know the thing you want to do is progress every day. Uh, and, um, you know, take it one day at a time. So last two days progressed. We'll come in here and meet tomorrow, tonight, walk through, and then we better be ready to progress again the next day. And you want to do that 25 times. And if you do that, then that's where you want to be. Coach, have you ever had a, a more veteran group to coach in a particular season than this bunch? No, I don't, I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so, you know. And, and uh, that doesn't really feel like that at times because some of them have gone through injuries and you didn't have them for a while and, and they've had a bunch of different you know it, it, it it's not like I'm at a play it's not like I've been here four years and they've been so sometimes it doesn't feel quite like that but I guess age wise it's the oldest group that, that I've had you know uh, Harson talked a bit about, I guess, just kind of physicality with the offensive line the first time he talked. Um, and just, you know, wanted to ask you is, is, you know, you're not necessarily going game speed every day in fall camp. Just how do you, you know, how do you kind of approach whether that's a we, we try to, yeah. we try to, uh, you know, um, and that's one of the things uh, being here, you know, is getting here. It's, it's been, we, it's every day. I mean, it's every day, it's every rep, whether it's whether it's down there just versus us, no matter who, or the D-line. Um, I mean, it, it's not practice if you're not going full speed. You know, if you practice writing this article, you're going to try to do your best and then and go off that, right? Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, we, we want to be game speed every day. And uh, so we got to play. Linemen don't get a day off. They don't it, – it, I mean, whether you go out there in helmets and shoulder pads or full gear or helmets, it, it, it really doesn't matter. You know, it's the – Maybe some of the things you call, they're not out in the open field with a running start hitting people, but it's the same thing in that short area. So it's it's physical every day, every snap. Um, so, I mean, we try to make everything in our practice as much like the game as possible and try to improve off that. So, uh, but back to your question, I think I got to talking too much, but I think what you're saying, being fast and being physical is what we want our program to be. And the only way you're going to be like that over there is that you like it over here. So that's kind of what we're stressing every day. So. 
Well, I didn't ask earlier about Keandre. I think he was the only veteran we didn't talk about. What do you think about Keandre so far in camp? Yeah, you know, uh, he, he got banged up a little bit, and we had, he, had to, he was held for a couple of days. Today we got him back for a limited part of the practice. And, uh, you know, I was actually out there with, with him and just talking about how, how he felt. And so we glad glad to get him kind of gradually back into it more because he's played a lot of ball here. And, uh, you know, and, and uh, um, so that's good to get him back. You know, get a guy that's that's uh, got experience, that's got some physical ability, smart, good kid. So it's good to get him back. And uh, I, you know, after practice, he felt better today. So I, th- I think we'll we'll be back to full full go tomorrow. Well, how much does it help you to have guys like you know Derek Hall and Iku and Kobe Wood to get your guys ready to play? Well, I, think, I think there's no question. I mean, I, I, you know, like, back to what I, the earlier question: you want to practice as much like the game as possible. And the harder you can make practice, the more fast, the more physical you can make practice, the easier it is, you know, on Saturdays. And, and you know, those guys will, uh, will, will give you the same, and they work extremely hard also. So those guys give you the same look you're going to see on Saturdays no matter who you're playing. And uh, so I think you can only improve. Um, when you go compete against those guys. So I think it's, it's definitely a plus. I think that, that will help our tackles as we go through this camp. And, uh, you know, me, I like to work against the D-line as much as possible. Uh, you know, just the, the, the good hard work and the, and the competitiveness part of it and, and going against those guys definitely helps. The, uh, some of the comments from Auburn offensive line coach Will Friend. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, that is, there's no question, a huge key for Auburn football this year. Offensive line needs to be able, I mean, with with uh, running back uh, like Tank Bixby and the, and the running back core that Auburn has, I mean, that's what Auburn is going to, you know, build its offense around. But they're going to need to give protection to the quarterback, open up some holes from those running backs. And if they do, then Auburn has a chance for a a much better than average season. Because, I mean, that that still, to me, Dan, is, is the biggest question mark on this team, is the offensive line. I mean, I, I would say qu- quarterback feels maybe as, I mean, I, I'm still wondering, you know, who's, who's going to win that true, job and what you're true. going to get out of the quarterback position. But you're right. One of the bigger. But if the offensive line plays poorly, then the quarterback's going to be in trouble, regardless of who it is. Well, and and especially for a team that wants to wants to hang its hat on its ability to run the ball, right? Like if you want to say we're a power running team, we're like the best Auburn teams of the last few generations that that could dominate games on the ground. We've got a running back that's as good as the best running backs that have played for Auburn, and and looks to be peaking going into the season right now in Tank Bigsby. Uh you're right. If if um you know the the offensive line and their ability to and and you know like you said it's not it's not just the offensive line when you talk about the you know Auburn running the ball last year. There no. were times when there there were times when the running backs, you know, were were still adjusting to uh the, the new the new system and and you would hope maybe another year uh playing for Brian Harson and and Eric Keysaw would would iron out some of those things, but yeah, I'd say certainly a lot of the you know a lot of the a lot of the team success on the ground is going to be decided by the offensive mm-hmm. line. And uh, and there's no question we've seen these guys; they look bigger, and uh, they they talk about how much stronger they are. We'll we'll start seeing that 
in, in just a few weeks. Auburn getting ready for their first scrimmage tomorrow. And uh, we're looking forward to hearing from, um, you know, from Coach Brian Harson sometime tomorrow night. That's right. After the scrimmage, Brian Harson will, uh, will address the media. And, um, is there any position where you look at, you know, that feels very wide open where a strong scrimmage or, or, you know, where it seems like maybe this is where they start. Well, no, this is where they're going to start maybe narrowing it down, right? Right. Like where, where, where does it feel like you've still got a big, a big pool of potential Uh, contributors? I I thought of receiver too. I think absolutely receiver. I mean, you're going to need all the defensive backs, but maybe this is when you start looking to, uh, are we due for a break? Okay, there's I, I the music. Up, I looked up and I saw there was ten seconds left, and I went, "I think we better uh, we better stop." Great job, Bill. We're back for the final half hour. Stick with us. The drive continues. 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 The drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334 321 1390. Toll free at 888 382 7502. Or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Friday afternoon. Bill and Dan here in the studio, Drew at the controls. We have a special guest joining us. Of course, we were, uh, as everyone here locally, keeping an eye out uh, to see how J.C. Hart uh, would would announce where he would announce a little uh, while ago. And shortly after 5 o'clock, the outstanding uh, athlete from uh, from there in Lochapoca said he's going to go to the school that's always been his dream school, and that is Auburn. And we are very pleased be, uh, to be joined by Lochapoca head coach Rico Newton here on the drive. Coach, how you doing today? Doing great. How you doing? Doing great, man. Bill and Dan here, and and uh, yeah, um, we're we're excited that uh, that JC is going to be staying close to home. Just talk about your time. I guess this is this is year three for you, right, as head coach there at Lochapoca, right? Yes, sir. It is my this is my year three here at Lochapoca High School, and uh, so so you've sort of seen uh, JC sort of grow up under your eyes. Talk a little bit about, you know, what, what you've seen as he's grown into a young, a young man. Well, I got here. J.C. was in um, junior high school. Uh, come ninth grade, J.C. came up with football, and it is, he's grown ever since then. I mean, he went from small kid, got in the weight room, lived very hard. He's a hard worker, a great student. He's sitting at a 4.2 grade point average right now. Uh, he's number one in this class right now. So he's not only athletic, he's, he's big-time academics also so you know we he is a great young man a great young man and we're glad that he's here with us at loja poker the carried on tradition of the poker way coach i, I saw a uh, i think it was your remarks to ale.com uh that maybe it motivated uh jc that loja poker athletes are often overlooked by major programs and sometimes you know uh, you know, folks can be, uh, you know, it, it can be used against Lochapoca player. Oh, you, you know, you, you can't, you can't make it to the big time coming from Lochapoca. And you think that may have fueled uh, J.C. Hart a little bit? Yes, yes, it did. Uh, Jason's always been an advocate of small schools matter. Um, it was one of those things that you know, bigger schools, you know, other schools reached out to him, and he always just had that thing that Lochapoca is my school, this is my home. My parents went to school here, and this is where I'm gonna be at. I'm just gonna make it happen for myself here. So he just took it upon himself to work hard each and every day to prove that you can go to a small school like Lochapoca High School and still be a difference 
and sign at an SEC school, a bigger school. Did uh, did you interact much with? Uh, I know Coach Etheridge was the uh, was the primary uh, recruiter on uh, on JC Hart. Did, did you uh, did you interact much with uh, with, with with Zach in, in in this process? No, I haven't had a chance to really talk to Coach Etheridge or Coach Harson. Um, I just mainly just talk to JC and just uh, listen to what he say about his coaches. You know, I tell my kids that I've that I've coached that this recruiting thing is totally up to them mm. because the thing is about this recruiting process is that I don't want you to get to a school and you wake up. That, that that guy that recruited you is not the same conversation that he was having with you when he recruited you. So it's a different conversation on the football field. He become a coach then. And then I just tell my kids then, when that intensity and everything happens like that, I don't want you to be at a place that you decided that you want to go to and that it wasn't that, hey, Coach Newton um, helped me make this decision. So I kind of like listened to what J.C. said and just played off his action. But I haven't had the chance yet to talk to Coach Harson. Our coach Etheridge. Well, there's no question. I mean, that's that's the way that that it really should be, and 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 in almost every case, it is handled by coaches. I mean, you want you want your young men to make the best decision for them, uh, but it needs to be you know it still needs to be their decision. I think a lot of folks just take for granted that well, you know, a coach that that either might have uh, pulled for or went to school somewhere is going to push his players there, but that's that usually ends up backfiring in the long run. Yes, definitely, yes. Coach, and we're talking with uh, Lochapoca High School head coach uh, Rico Newton here on the drive. A surprise visit uh, from Coach Newton. Really appreciate it as uh, J.C. Hart commits to Auburn earlier in the hour. Uh, what can you say about folks who haven't seen J.C. Hart, the football player, before? You know, what is Auburn getting? You talked about you know, great, great scholar, really high-quality human being as a football player, as an athlete. What, uh, what, what do you tell people about J.C. Hart? I think the greatest thing about this kid is that Auburn is getting a son. And what I, what I mean by that, you're getting a kid that always grew up an Auburn fan. You're also getting a kid that he didn't come to Auburn for the coaches. He didn't come to Auburn, you know, for himself. He coming for the Auburn tradition. He want to be a part of the winning tradition. He want to be one of the ones that say, hey, let's go. I grew up all my life at this stadium. I grew up all my life being around Auburn. I grew up all my life as an Auburn fan. And now I get a chance to make a difference. I sat in the stands. I watched games. Now I'm that kid that I watched. I'm that person I watched on the football field. And that's what you get in Jacoris Hart. I got a story to tell you about Jacoris Hart. He used to make his mom on the way home drive by the stadium just so he can look at it. He's that kind of kid. He's that kind of kid. He's that kind of fan. And the mom said, Mom, man, JC want me to drive by this stadium. You want me to drive by this stadium. I had to drive by this stadium every day just so he can look at the stadium. He was dreaming then. And I got a fly out. Um, I sent it to you all. There's a flight with JC in the stands at an Auburn game. And it says, dreams do come true. Yeah. Yeah. Auburn fans are getting a son. He's always grew up as a as an Auburn fan, um, play, watching the games, going to the games, um, watching it on TV, just being an Auburn fan. So you get a son, and, and it sounds like the commitment was pretty emotional. It was a, you know a, a a big moment, obviously for JC to get to commit to a place that he's acknowledged is his dream school. Were you there when he uh, when he got the offer? You know when 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 Auburn finally made an offer to JC uh, to, uh, to come play uh, as, a, as an Auburn football player on scholarship. What, what, was, uh, what was JC's reaction when, when you talked to him about that? Oh, it was a surreal moment with um, Coach Etheridge. We was in his office, and JC had um, ran a 4-3 that day at camp and got um, MVP at the camp, and 
like a day or so later, they called J.C. and his mom back to the office, and I went with them. And we were just talking about, you know, J.C.'s, the good and the bad as far as watching film and that kind of thing, right? The things they see on film and things that, you know, he can work on, that kind of thing. And he went, like, worked on those things and came back and talked a little bit more. And then that day, then that day we got a chance to talk some more to Coach Etheridge, and we just conversation. He said, well, J.C., I know it's your school, and that's why we're going to offer you. And he kept saying that, and J.C. like, off. when he heard that word, he was like, man, tears just came to his eyes. It was a dream come true. Yeah, that, that that's a great story. As we talk with uh, uh, Loach Poker Coach, uh, Rico Newton here on the on the Friday drive, um, Coach. Um, we'll, we'll get back we'll get back to uh, JC in just a minute. But uh, there's a season coming up, isn't there? Well, there, there is, and you know, well, I wanted I wanted to get your thoughts on how you use him this season. But he's not the only player you got. You you've got a uh, uh, at, at least one other youngster, I believe, a big uh, defensive lineman that's uh, starting to draw a little interest as well. Yes, sir. We got a twenty twenty four kid named Jamari Payne. And uh, he plays the line for us. He's about 6'3", 250. And I, I predicted him to be the number one defensive lineman in the state of Alabama for his class because wow. he moves well. He got good get-off. He got violent hands. Everything that you're looking for in a defensive lineman. I had a chance at Greenville to coach uh, Marlon Davidson, who played at Auburn. Oh, sure. And he kind of, he kind of like, reminds me of Marlon Davidson, of how he plays the game. And the thing is that reminds me of, the thing that he reminds me of of Marlon Davidson is that a lot of stuff Marlon was doing on the field, I'm like, I didn't teach him that. And, it's, and that's like Jamari Payne. I'm like, I didn't teach him that. It just, he's just a natural. Marlon was a natural. And Jamari Payne reminded me of him because he's a natural. He just does things, this big athletic kid that just does things that just, just, you know, just a natural, you know, defense alignment. Well, we'll definitely be keeping an eye on Jamari. And, and JC, uh, you know, his, his announcement today is going to bring a little more light. Talk a little bit about this year's team, what you guys are, are looking like, and, and, uh, and, and, and how are you going to use JC? Uh, we play next week um, in the kickoff classic right. next Saturday um, at 5 o'clock Eastern time at Lynette High School. We'll play against LaFelt High School. The thing about JC, you want to use we don't use him at receiver. We don't use him at um, cornerback. We use him at safety because – He's really our quarterback of the defense. He's our coach on the field. He makes sure everybody lined up right. He makes the calls, the adjustments, and everything like that. So we're going to use J.C. as much as we can. You know, kickoff return, punt return. we got a lot of good things that we're looking to do with J.C. and his team right here this year. I mean, they, they, we got a, a state championship mindset. The state championship is played here mm-hmm. at, in Auburn at Jordan-Hare Stadium, and we want to be one of those teams that's over there playing for the state championship. Got to set those goals. There's no question about it. Uh, Coach, uh, before we let you go, though, I mean, I guess everybody's projecting J.C. as a corner in college. Is that where you see him? Yes, sir. I see him as a corner in college, and I see J.C. playing at the next level also after college. Wow. Uh, that's great. Coach, we really appreciate you spending some time uh, giving us a call today and updating us. And Con- congratulations again. I know it's a big absolutely. moment for Lochapoca High School and, uh, and, and for, that, uh, for, for that young man and his family. Thank you so much, and thank you all for the coverage. Oh, absolutely, and and best of luck this season. Thank you, Coach Rico Newton, joining us here as uh, yeah his his outstanding uh, athlete J.C. Hart, one of the outstanding athletes over there at Loach Polka, as he was talking about Jamari Payne. They'll keep an eye on him, uh, and and that's great when you have a player like that. Then people are you know it's it's great when people come to watch one because it's great opportunities for his teammates 
to be able to uh, stand out and catch other people's eyes. Right, well. and, and it's it's storybook, you know, regardless of how J.C. Hart's college career goes, that, you know, someone who, who dreamed about something like this, you know, worked hard and got, you know, things lined up, and, and now J.C. Hart is going to get to play, uh, you know, going to play on scholarship for the Auburn football team. And that's, I mean, yeah, for, you know, he... Coach just told the story of JC making his mom drive by the stadium yeah. on on her way home from uh, on her way home from school just so he could see it. Now 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 he'll get to see it from uh, from, from a different uh, point of view. He'll get to walk out from the tunnel. That's right. Now, now he'll get to look uh, up at it. It's going to be a little bit different for JC. Oh yeah, we'll get to our final break of the afternoon. We we might run a little more audio. Still have time for your calls as we head into the final segment here on the Friday Drive. Time to churn up some more yardage on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back in. Final segment of The Drive here on this Friday afternoon. Yeah. That was a, a nice a nice surprise. Actually, props to uh, to, to to the voice of Auburn Ooh, High School undercover. Athletics. Yeah, undercover Scott yeah, Bagwell. Scott Bagwell contribution there. Getting, you know, getting us uh, there who, in touch. Who we probably need to check in with. Yes, with high school football season around the corner. We probably need to get a, a, a weekly visit with Scott back on the uh, on the schedule because Auburn High Schools got uh, got the uh, they got Hoover. And that's that's just uh, is it two weeks from, is it is it a week? It's next week. Is it a week from tonight? Is that right, Drew? Is that is high school football's a week from tonight? Yeah, I believe so, Dan. Is today the twelfth. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! All right, yeah. Never. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So a week. Yeah, it's it's on us. A week it is from honest. tonight. There are jamborees going on tonight. Yeah. So we'll definitely talk to Scott Bagwell next week with Auburn and Hoover next week. Right here on the uh, on, on on the Auburn Network family of radio I, I stations. Believe, I believe we're going to uh, talk Wings with Dan 94. Norton, uh, Auburn Auburn High School AD too about you know the the fall all the fall. Yep. Uh, don't we have the with Auburn athletics? We, we have the athletics. we have the Auburn University volleyball coach on the I schedule too, don't we? Tuesday, I think Tuesday I think he's going to pop. Tuesday. He might maybe in studio could could have a visit from. Uh, well, I think now it's something else, but it will be we will definitely be speaking Auburn volleyball as well. So, coach yeah. uh, Coach Hoppa is uh, is is quite yeah, possibly yeah, could could be uh, uh, yeah is it is that right yeah, yeah Coach Karen Hoppa could be could be on the uh, could could be joining us in in studio uh, on uh, on Tuesday. We will uh, right now. Let's get to the phone, though. We've got a few minutes oh, left. Did I, say, did I say volleyball? It's it's, it's uh, soccer. soccer. But I, I believe uh, Brent Crouch is also on the. Uh, well, I think we, we may we may oh, talk. We're going to have that down the road. I think we're going to talk with uh, okay, with, with Brent Crouch. I, yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking we were doing soccer. It is. It is. It's um. So yeah, we two, have so many things lined up. We don't even. We you know we're going to have to check our recheck our schedule. Yeah, but we we're going to talk with uh, we're going to talk with soccer coach Karen Hoppe on yeah, Tuesday. I think she. I think. I think she had something come up, and she's going to call. But we will we will definitely uh, spend some time discussing Auburn athletics and then Auburn high athletics. And let's discuss whatever Mitch wants up next here on the Kia of Auburn Hotline. Hey, Mitch. Hey, guys. Did you guys just say that Dan Norton is the uh, athletic director for Auburn High? I, I believe so, yes. Oh, well, congrats. I did not know that. He's mm-hmm. a classmate of mine. I ran track with him. He was way right. better than I was in track. And, yeah, but and, and, and uh, yeah, a, a pretty good record there as the uh, as the track coach. 
Uh, well, outstanding. Oh, yes. Well, we're good. I need to keep up a little bit more of what's going on at Auburn High uh, since it's been almost 35 years since I graduated. Um, but uh, uh, great pickup today from Loach But I wanted to ask you, Bill, because I remember back when I was young, and I think it was during Coach Dye's thing, um, I think it was Gerald Roberts. Uh, Gerald Robinson. Robinson. Uh-huh. And, and, and then Gerald Williams. Williams from Valley. Mark- Okay, yeah, so yeah, so one was from Valley and one was from Nova Sugga, correct? That's right. Okay, so, and that, and I mean, Valley, uh, I know Nova Sugga is like a 2A school. I don't know what Valley was back then. Valley was, Valley was three or four, but they still didn't, uh, you know, they weren't considered a big school. Right, right, right. So I, I just, I just think it's outstanding. Oh, yeah, and you know, well, Auburn got Randy Stokes from Tallahassee in that same class. Hmm. Okay, well, I, I've forgotten about that. So, yeah, I just I think it's great getting getting guys from you know these smaller schools, you know, that are in the local area. Yeah, spent some time in Big T Town, as they call it, back in in my day. Uh, but uh, I think it's great pickup from uh, Loach Poker, and it's uh, it's uh, it's kind of funny that uh, 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 it's been a while. But when I'm at my mom, well, it's, it's actually my place out in uh, Lee County, but uh, we're very close to Loach Polk. And on Friday night, if they have a home game, uh, you can hear the band mm-hmm. in the stadium That's playing. one of the cool things about uh, <laughs> about a- a- Alabama Friday nights. I mean, in in smaller towns, yeah, you, you'll see the lights and you can hear the band usually. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think it's a great pickup and uh, just wanted to uh, inject that real quick that, you know, I think it's great that Auburn's getting some some guys from the local areas from some of these smaller schools, and I hope they do well. And War Eagle guys, and hopefully we'll see you guys sometime soon. Sounds good, Mitch. Have a good weekend. Yep, uh, Coach Norton's been the Auburn a- Auburn High AD for uh, for a little over three years now. Right, is it, and the is it is it position with Auburn City Schools or with the Auburn High or and anyways, but Auburn, he's Auburn City Schools, Auburn City Auburn Schools. City but schools. yeah, but yeah, Dan, yeah, Dan Norton is the um, is is. Uh, uh, somebody that so we've, I, 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 I yeah, I believe we've had him. We've had we've had we've yes, had we Dan have. on the show. Yeah, we've had Dan yeah. on the show before. Um, uh, J.C. Hart committing uh, about an hour ago. Big news in, in the Auburn area. Lochapoca High School product defensive back in the class of 2023. Auburn's seventh commitment of the class of 2023. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the uh, the the uh, the number creeps towards ten. Right as they get closer and closer to double yeah, digits. Yeah, we, we were you know we were thinking it would be closer to ten by the time practice started uh, last Friday, but uh, but it's still trending in the right direction. Right, I, and I, I like I really like the pickup. Again, yeah, there's some people, and I think a lot of it's sarcastically, because those that have seen any video on him or know anything about uh, J.C. Hart know that this is not, oh, well, here's just somebody you're bringing in to fill a spot, and and he's just a three-star. It's a guy that is just really, his name is being more well-known the, the the more opportunity. Oh, it doesn't seem like charity, you know, that Auburn's no. Auburn's kicking a scholarship offer, and it seems like Auburn's Probably been gotten an academic scholarship. Yeah, I mean, it will. I'm I'm pretty. Sh- I I feel like there's a decent. If, if he's being offered by uh, Ivy League school, he's already a student here. That's I right. mean, so as you as you pointed out, he's already. I mean, he's already getting college credits. You know, as a, as as part of a. I guess there's a program for Lochpok and other. Uh, other schools in the in the area that yeah. allow high school students to get to get college credits. So he, he is uh, he is enrolled in that and already getting Auburn University credits. So yes, yeah, a guy with with a very bright future academically and now a uh, a future that includes uh, being part of the Auburn football team. So uh, we we heard from Rick on his way to the announcement. A lot of our 
a lot of our uh, peers in the, you know, a lot, a lot of the Auburn beat uh, was over there. And then uh, our, our thanks to Coach Newton for calling so us. So we've got audio we haven't run yet. And, and as the season gets closer, we'll, we'll try to, you know, find opportunities yeah, to gets, run. Before he gets old. Yeah, but I mean, I think that with, well, with some of these guys, I mean, we won't talk to them again. And, no, and you wonder true. how, I mean, in the case yeah, of. Yeah, but I mean, some of the questions that were asked will be answered. Probably, that's true. You, you know, might, if we're running them in November. That's true. Or something. But I mean, I, th- I think in the next week, two oh, weeks, yeah. you know, Christian Robinson and Zach mm-hmm. Etheridge and, and some of the folks, Brad Bedell, you know, some of the folks that we haven't uh, played the audio from. I mean, there's uh, there's good stuff in there. And. Tomorrow night, Brian Harson with, right, with the scrimmage report. Auburn with a scrimmage tomorrow, and we have been told that it will not be before seven forty-five. Our opportunity with Coach Harson. So, sometime after seven forty-five tomorrow night, there will be some uh, some comments from Coach Harson about the first scrimmage of the fall. Right. Interested to see what Brian Harson says if he's willing to make any sort of proclamations about. Uh, you know, I, you, you, it's rare. I highly the, doubt that. It's rare in the aftermath of a, of a scrimmage, right? Usually, Especially it's about in the immediate aftermath. Yeah, it, usually it's you know, it takes some time. We'll have to and watch we'll, the film before I can really comment on how everybody played. But he might single out a standout. Oh, he might or, or two, and and that's been uh, uh, that, that's that's been happening of late when when Auburn uh, uh, in in these opportunities, and we haven't mentioned it. Auburn does have that open practice. A week before the uh, week before That's the start right. of the season. Two weeks from tomorrow is is the uh, fan fest starting at noon, and an open practice starting at two o'clock. August twenty seventh, a right. week before Auburn's home opener against Mercer, Auburn will have an open practice and a fan fest for uh, folks to uh, head to Jordan Hare Stadium and check out. Well, we've had a fun fest here on this Friday. What a week! What yeah. a week! Uh, man, I wish the weekend were longer. At least classes you're ready, don't, you're ready for next week, don't start Monday. You ready for they next start week? Tuesday. Not yet. I'm a lot closer than I was. But uh, boards are but clean. Yeah, looking forward to the weekend. Again, please, weekend. Last. That's gonna do it for the Friday edition of the Drive. Brian Matthews in the studio with us on Monday. Looking forward to that. Hope you'll join us in. Have a great weekend, everybody. We are out of here.